This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We all know that often quoted meme, it's still real to me, damn it. But you know what? Well, these wrestlers, they think it's real too. So let's take a look. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 wrestlers who still believe in kayfabe. Number 10, Danhausen. Ring of Honor standout Danhausen made his Ring of Honor debut in November of 2019 after making a name for himself on the indie circuit in promotions like Warrior Wrestling and Black Label Pro. He labels himself as very nice, very evil, and has been referred to as one of the strangest wrestlers in existence. Separating himself from simply being yet another tattooed wrestler on the indies, he caught the attention of fans in Ring of Honor and elsewhere with his bizarre promos and natural charisma. He engages fans with his tequila time, where he dances on the apron to the Champ's classic tequila, you know the song, whilst attacking his opponents with rhythmic kicks to the face. Danhausen showcases himself as an eccentric, weird character who continuously sticks to kayfabe no matter what. From his Ring of Honor contract being signed on Halloween, to interviews conducted with him being fully in character, which is no small feat given that he has to laboriously paint his face each and every time that he participates in one. He commits to the weirdness. He speaks in the third person. He's attacked people with human teeth and visited pro wrestling tees in full makeup and gimmick, and he even took his ghoul gimmick further in coffin matches too. Danhausen executes kayfabe better than pretty much anyone else. Number 9. Becky Lynch One of the reasons that Becky Lynch got over as well as she did as The Man was because that she wholeheartedly believed that she was The Man, sticking to the gimmick when away from the ring and expertly riling up people on social media, with her tweets often going viral as a result. As SmackDown commentator Corey Graves spoke of how Becky was getting too cocky on social media, she then took it to him with a sharp reply. So, Graves has been saying I'm too cocky and I talk too much on social media. Like, that's a bad thing. I drum up more interest in one tweet than you do with five hours of your Heenan light routine every week. Listen, I'm here to make history, you're just here to observe me do it. It's tweets like this one when she was breaking out as a headliner that confirmed that she wasn't just playing the gimmick, she was living it. 
Becky committed heavily into The Man post Money in the Bank 2018 after her previous steampunk and last kicker roles didn't connect with crowds the way that she dreamed that they would. It was her feud with Charlotte where Becky went into another gear and swiftly became the face of the company. Steve Austin heaped much praise on her for raising the bar with her anti-authority persona and having the same swagger and cockiness that Conor McGregor also used to become the biggest box office draw in that sport. And her feud with Ronda Rousey became tremendous because it blurred the lines of whether the two actually hated one another in real life as well. And that, that makes for good wrestling. Number 8. Rosemary Rosemary does her best to keep kayfabe rife in pro wrestling. Painting her face and body and eerily staying in character for numerous interviews, she comes across as a creepier version of Finn Balor's demon character even when not on a television screen. We are darkness and chaos made flesh. Inevitably, all things come to decay. These are just some of the sentiments that she shares in standard interviews. But before she was Rosemary, she made a name for herself as Courtney Rush in Shimmer and Smash Wrestling. But it was when she made her dark turn to become the demon assassin Rosemary that she gained momentum in pro wrestling. She signed to Impact Wrestling in 2016 and caused havoc with Crazy Steve and Abyss in Decay, becoming TNA's women's knockout champion less than a year after debut. She's amassed a huge following as the Queen of the Hivelings, and her momentum has been helped greatly by her sticking to her demonic character even when out of the ring. She went as far as being masked all the way through filming and regularly posing as disgruntled and disturbed for vignettes next to her real-life friend Ali when they visited Disney World. That's meant to be the happiest place on Earth, but not for Rosemary. Number 7. Pack Pac lives up to his bastard persona in and out of the ring. The former Neville gives very little away about his real life on social media, often using it solely to promote his matches, all in the character of the villainously vicious Pac. Little is known about the Newcastle native outside of wrestling, which is something he clearly enjoys. It makes fans easier to get behind his savage heel persona, who lacks empathy and enjoys inflicting damage on his opponents. When he had to do press for NXT and WWE as Neville, he always appeared to just be off or a little bit anxious when giving these interviews. He was able to rectify that completely after signing with AEW, where he continuously rejects to give interviews in the first place, believing that fans having distance away from who he is in his day-to-day life enhances his role as the self-proclaimed bastard. After he quit the WWE in 2017, he didn't let anyone, from fans to journalists to colleagues, know of his intentions after his contract expired. For a whole year, he left people guessing his whereabouts and whether he would actually return to wrestling at all, before that surprise Dragon Gate run-in in October 2018. He uses mystery to create an air of buzz, and that electricity, well, it pays off dividends in the ring. Number 6. Chris Jericho Chris Jericho is an old-school lover of kayfabe and invests heavily into his character outside of the ring. And Jericho has had many characters over his 30-year lifespan in wrestling. From Lionheart to Y2J to The Painmaker to Le Champion, he is an absolute god however you look at it. And of course, kayfabe is fundamental to his gimmicks. Arguably one of his best though has to come from his 2008 to 2010 run as the best in the world at what I do persona, where he took kayfabe utterly seriously. Inspired by No Country for Old Men, in evolving his character, he refused to let WWE make any merch for him at the same time, even though he was the hottest commodity in the bloody business, as he wanted audiences to despise and loathe him. He was the suit-wearing mega-antagonist who once knocked out Shawn Michaels' wife. That was who he is. He refused to sign autographs, even getting into an altercation with a father in an elevator who was angry at him for not signing one for his kid. He was so hated that fans went as far 
as attacking his rental car after a house show in 2009. And the police even had to be called a few times to settle and calm some situations. It's a persona that called back to the kayfabe days of old, and it was utterly glorious. Number 5. The Undertaker Mark Calloway stuck to kayfabe for 30 bloody years. It was only after he finally retired in 2020 that he abandoned the mystery and allure that he had upheld for so many years in revealing interviews and podcast experiences. Had he not been on the verge of retirement, though, Taker would have never opened up as much as he has lately. Anyone else playing a dead man would have failed in that gimmick, but Taker's commitment to the role elevated it. He wore black near exclusively outside the ring for years and made very few public appearances that weren't WWE related. And it's not been an easy ride, he even commented on how much of a struggle it was to keep kayfabe. I've been in the wrestling business for over 30 years, I'm a notoriously old school guy and talking about the business so openly, it's still to this day like, uh, should I? I'm fighting the urge to clam up and not talk about it and force myself to get in and tell stories and people are dying to hear this stuff. And you know what mate, we totally are. Number 4. Abaddon Abaddon made her debut on AEW Dark in March 2020, and her grotesque character left an impression on the fans there who clamoured for her blood-like appearance and her in-ring psychology. Articles shot up with titles like Who is Abaddon? and How did AEW find her? and Who is this scary, mysterious AEW star Abaddon? Fans wanted to know everything they could about the living dead girl. Like Rosemary and Danhausen, Abaddon stays in character with face paint and her eerie demeanor everywhere she goes, titling her pictures with blood-curdling words like Reaper and Rage and Jugular. She does her best for the audience to completely invest in her character, making sure that they do not see a separation from this in-ring persona and her real life. Even on Twitter when calling out Al Snow for how he acted towards her in a training seminar once and the sexist behavior that she experienced in the wrestling business when she was learning the ropes, she ended her tweet in character as a commitment to the role, writing, I continue to take souls and rip their flesh from bone. Number 3. Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt has always worked well in amassing a sense of mystery for his characters in pro wrestling. When WWE forced him to do press to promote events when he was portraying the Wyatt family cult leader on TV every week, he found a way around it by often staying in character throughout these interviews. It's been said that he hates when real-life details of his get out into the public, like his highly publicized divorce after getting together with ring announcer JoJo, as he exclusively wants to be known for the roles that he plays on Raw and SmackDown in and out of the ring. Where most wrestlers use their social media to comment on anything and everything, Wyatt just posts cryptic tweets to enhance the persona that he plays on TV, writing sentiments like, it never forgets, and the thing about fire is, it does what it pleases. I burn, you burn, we all burn, eventually. And when Bray prepared the Fiend character for WWE TV, he surrounded it in secrecy. He disappeared from television entirely and didn't let on to anyone outside of those helping to create the persona about what his future intentions were. And it was only in April 2019 when he first presented the world of what he'd been working on during this break. And that sort of dedication makes the payoff all the better. Number 2. Orange Cassidy Getting over and building your character without breaking kayfabe on the indie scene can be notoriously difficult. You can't promote your appearances as heavily as other wrestlers would, and any interview with you is a burdensome one, as it has to be done in total character. But Orange Cassidy made it work. He participated in interviews in his calm, cool, collected demeanor, often with one-word answers to any questions that were asked of him. He barely tweets even to this day, and when he does, it's either one word or just an emoji reacting to another tweet. 
Cassidy was at first polarizing to fans and wrestlers alike when he started to make a name for himself, with many thinking that he was nothing more than just an aloof slacker. However, fans and promotions gravitated towards him when it became apparent that there was so much depth behind his freshly squeezed character. He became the hottest thing in all of wrestling soon after making his debut for AEW during their inaugural event Double or Nothing in May 2019. Even now, in 20-minute interviews with Brandy Rhodes on YouTube, he just sticks to the gimmick, not taking off his sunglasses even when inside and wearing his trademark denim throughout. What a ledge. And number one, MJF. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. God, what a legend. His commitment to kayfabe in the 21st century is nothing short of amazing and praiseworthy. When wrestlers and fans and journalists were claiming that kayfabe was well and truly dead, MJF came on the scene and lived his gimmick to the full as an arrogant and entitled jerk who thinks, and sometimes does know, that he's better than all of us. In 2020, at an autograph signing event, he went as far as sticking up his middle finger to a seven-year-old child which made media headlines. AEW Vice President Cody Rhodes had to release a statement afterwards warning fans that attending future meet and greets with him wouldn't change because that's who MJF was. When asked by TMZ afterwards to comment on the autograph incident, he hilariously replied with, "Fuck them kids. MJF is as successful as he is inventive, because AEW fans believe him to be every bit the dirtbag that he portrays. He's spoken in interviews how fans have legitimately tried to kidnap him in the past, as well as having batteries and piss thrown at him when he performed in Mexico. But as legendary wrestler Arn Anderson put it, he's got that character down, and I'm not sure if it's a character to be honest with you. And that blurring of reality and fiction, mm, that's pure chef kiss, friends. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.